hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Is this thing on? It's on. Is this thing on? Yeah, we're live. We're live? We're always live. Well, we, we're sometimes we're fresh. It's always fresh. I don't know if it's live. Do it live! Whose idea was this? Do it live! That was all you, 100%. Do it live! Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it live! Remix. Happy birthday to Paul Stanley Kiss, the star child. Were you a Kiss guy growing up? No, not really. My good friend, the Mad Hatter of Moorhead City. No, I really wasn't. My good friend, the Mad Hatter of Moorhead City, Chris Hill, loves Kiss. He's like seen him in concert a bunch. I don't mind him. I respect the game. I respect the hustle. See, as a kid, I wasn't familiar with their music. I just liked the look. I thought the look was yeah. cool. And then I heard their music, and I was like, this is what Kiss is? They do well, not. More, their music doesn't fit the look at all. It was more sizzle than steak, Ben. Yeah. Y'all just ben B. Baby, ben B. Baby Byram uh, on the show today, producing. Hey, Ben. What's going on? Uh, we've... we've <laughs> What's going on, Holton? Uh, we uh, do. Uh, Holt Naylor's going to the NFLPA uh, bowl game. That's good for him. He's got a lot of momentum right now, right? Yeah, yeah. No, he's been playing. He played great in the Hula Bowl, and yeah. you know. Uh, look at uh, look at Chris Cookie Cook here to this afternoon. Double duty. You know. I, 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 uh, uh, you're yeah you're not yeah yeah i mean I, I, kind of showing up and talking and and i mean not even making a lot of sense i, that, that's, I don't know i mean that's chris that's the yeah. charm of god <laughs> I, I don't know if that's double dude now i mean you got up this way I, i'll give chris some real props here chris um well he's here and chris i don't know about you but i am exhausted like it, imagine doing this every day mornings and then afternoons every day five days a week you're a trooper i'll give you that chris probably stayed up all night no i actually went to bed at 9 30 for that good for you bubba good for you bubba uh but our guy cookie's here and then uh perhaps a new member of the t- is he on pro is he on a probationary period boys to our fraternity uh, uh, you guys got to tell me that one joe sampson joseph i say but they, they say call him joe joe sampson uh Big ECU football star. He's uh he's he's with us here. He's with us here. Joe, it's good to see you, buddy. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming aboard. Thank you for having me. Are you? What do you think so far of what you're seeing in here? Oh, top tier production we got over here. Is that right? <laughs> oh yeah. Listen to that, Ben. What number eighty seven in your program? Number one in your heart. You know who uh, Samson reminds me a little bit of in a way. You know, tight end. Tall, strapping, uh, good-looking I know where guy. This is going. Hold on, kind I of a it. modern-day Jay Sunholder. Hey Ben, is what I'm thinking. Hey Ben. <laughs> yeah, it's a modern-day Sunny. Are you familiar with uh, Sunny? I can't say I am. I'll have to count educate myself now. Is that a good yeah, thing or a bad your, thing, Patrick? Yeah, count your blessings on that. Jeez, that guy. 
wearing me out every day on the phone. No, I love me some Sonny. Sonny uh, got his start here, right? And Sonny is uh, doing games for ESPN now. He was a little used tight end. Not as little used as you, Joe, but he was a little used tight end. See, if we didn't love Joe, we wouldn't kid him right off the, right yeah, off the this, jump. This right is there. true. This is true. Right. So this means he's part of the, the team because there's a lot of hijinks uh, that go on here. All right. Well, uh, Joe, later on, will you give us some uh, divisional football picks, maybe? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Sounds good. Cookie, you going to be here long enough for that? Of course. Okay. It wouldn't be a show without me, right? <clears throat> Boy, Henry was big on having you on the show. I don't, I don't know how I feel about all that. It's because uh, we were picking on you. Yeah, you guys were having a lot of fun. You, you know, we love picking on you. Yeah, well, it's it's a mutual admiration society. It's uh, we all we all like to. Did joke it get mean? Other. Did it get no, no, no. mean? No, it was just good fun. Is all it was. We had a good time. Playful See, banter. Uh, Festivus, yeah, uh, I took it pretty mean, and then I didn't realize we were. Yeah, you. Oh no, you took it way you. too far, and I was just trying to have some lighthearted. I thought bite. you. I thought you were really about to say something mean about me. It's just like I got to get the jump on them, and then I yeah. Yeah, it made everything awkward. That was a little much. I'm still a little. I'm, I'm just trying to avoid all that. And, Wait till you, you know. see what I got next year's Christmas. Oh, see, so you're holding it all <sighs> yeah, in. Yeah, I'm holding it all in. Ooh, that's not good to hold it all in. Not good to hold, to hold it all in. Um, I wanted to get, you know, it's obviously been a uh, tough week uh, for the Hinton family. Uh, we, uh, we, we mentioned Henry's mother uh, passing this week, and it's Hank's grandmother. And uh, yet, those guys are still doing uh, yeoman's work with uh, a big effort by the uh, Boneyard Collective, Team Boneyard Collective. And uh, there was a... We'll give credit where credit is due. Uh, nice article on uh, 247 Hoist the Colors. Our guy, uh, Stephen Igo. Uh, with Go a ahead, nice Steve. article... But nice article. I knew it was coming. A nice article. He's been. He's a. He's a nice guy. He's been very nice to me and Chris out in public when he sees this. Uh, well, no, I, I. I wouldn't have any reason to believe he wouldn't. Uh, but he did a really nice uh, article on the team boneyard. So this week, I, you know, I was privy to what their goals and aspirations are. They got two major gifts. Uh, in kind of a push they're doing to have by the end of the month. Uh, and I think, uh, actually, I think the thing I saw, was they were trying to have it done by the end of February. I think that's what it is. And there's a big meeting the weekend of the uh, Houston basketball game and the UNC ECU baseball uh, series weekend to try to get in a position uh, the Team Boneyard Collective, to, to pay some of the top football players. Uh, the initial goal is to raise 300000 by March 1st. Uh, and, you know, Team Boneyard, Hank is behind that. Henry is behind that. Uh, other people are behind that. Joseph, you just missed out on all of, or Joe, excuse me, just missed out on all the big Team Boneyard earnings. So Yeah, it starts as soon as I leave, of course. Yeah, but you know what? You're going to uh, you're going to be a major media star. So that is that's what you need to know. Wow! Can I get that glowing recommendation on my resume? Uh, I think right now, uh, if uh, if you stay on uh, if you stay on the club and, and and the fellows like you, I think so. <laughs> but you got look as soon as Cookie starts running off at the mouth about me, you've got to step in and. Patrick, the fellows know. don't even like you, and you've been here for years. <laughs> oh so. wow! Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> 
Is this? Oh, what? No, it's no, not that, that was foul. Season. I'm sorry, it's that was foul. Right, it's season. not Festivus season. Yeah, Joe, that's where you step that's, in. That's and, a little early here, Chris. Yeah, that's where you step in and just kind of flick Cookie because he's so little. You just <laughs> flick him and he would be out of the way. Absolutely uh, horrendous. Yeah, that's what I would say. Cookie, what is this? What is this misplaced anger going on? What's going I, I'm on? just in a picking on Patrick mood today. Well, just just uh, relax. Shut his mic off, Ben. Um, so yeah, the big donations coming. Uh, and look, it's a anybody who is trying to make you believe that NIL is uh, you know not worth our time because it's such a bad. It's here to stay. It's something that's got to be done. If and if it's not done, there's going to be some. Uh, you know, are, are we seeing guys enter the portal because of it from the parts? I don't know. I, I can't say. But you know, certainly if they feel like they could go somewhere else and take advantage of an NIL, a name, image, and likeness opportunity. Uh, so the team boneyard that kicked off last year's the collective, uh, it, it did some good things. Uh, but they're trying to um, start the first quarter of the year off with a bang. Uh, I'm trying to see in the article here. I know Bill Clark Holmes made a big donation to it. Uh, Bagel Man made a big uh, $50,000 donation to the collective as a major gift, so uh, thanks to them. And uh, Basil's, I believe, made a uh, $5,000 commitment uh, to it. So, I mean, that's... That's a tremendous um, start. Uh, we'll see what uh, what winds up happening down the stretch, but they are going to kind of work. Uh, Subdogs has committed publicly ten grand to go to it. They did so on social media Friday, so I guess that's binding. That's a binding contract, I suppose. Uh, I so we'll, that's how you keep yeah. guys nowadays, unfortunately. But well, you know, I mean, that's yeah. that's. And, and, and it goes back to this. We've talked about this a lot on Talk of the Town. We have not talked about it here as much. And But, but here's – so one of the guys behind the Pack of Wolves, which is the NC State Collective, uh, is a guy we, we know. We've had him on the show years ago. He uh, used to be involved with the Sports Channel 8 guys, Josh Goodson. And Josh, when we moved, stopped by to see me. And uh, he, it was right before he was going to talk to Wendell Murphy. And if you don't know who Wendell Murphy is, Wendell Murphy's the, you know, everybody jokingly calls him Boss Hog. He's, he's one of the big, uh, you know, pig hog farmers in the, in certainly in North Carolina, maybe even the world. But I mean, just a ton of money and has always been a huge NC State supporter. Well, you know, they went to Wendell Murphy and asked for a ton of money. Now, Wendell Murphy. I don't think is a as an NIL, you know, wouldn't be the first guy who would be supportive of the concept of NIL. A lot of the old heads aren't. But, I mean, he is worth the millions upon millions of dollars and made a big commitment to their NIL right, right out of the beginning because he recognized the importance of it. And that's where they are. And, and in order to to be able to take the football program and other programs to the next level, but specifically football, uh, this has got to be something that people are, are, are involved in in some capacity. So there's a big push going on. I'm hoping next week we could get Hank and Henry on to talk about that. But again, they, you know, they're going through quite a bit here this week, and uh, I just didn't feel it appropriate to drag him into a radio studio to do an interview with with all the other things they have going on this weekend. And look, kudos to Henry, too, for 
um, coming in the last couple of days and doing the morning show. I, I just don't know if I could if I could do that. But uh, he, he had a lot of good things to say, despite the fact that Cookie is seizing on the idea that there was a uh, lot of uh, jocularity today. Which he seems to be taking to an odd level. Wait, what? That, see, Just, I, I have a pretty good vocabulary. I don't even know what that is. I can't say despite, either, Chris. Despite all of the really good, th- I mean, Ben, would you say I've been really good to Cookie? I mean, we put him on the air. Man, I'm joking. You know, you know, I've, I'm joking. I've supported him. Oh, no, that was I, I, that was a desperate cry for uh, for uh, forgiveness by uh, Cookie. There, he knows yeah, like it, it could all be taken away from him. You know what though? I think Cookie's Cookie's. You know, he's a wee little fellow. I think he's showing off for uh, Joe today. That's now you know I, I'm I, joking, I, man. I think that's what I, I'm picking up here, Ben. But you know, uh, but I will say I will say this. Um, Henry just had tremendous things to say about you, Ben, and Cookie on what? The air today. Me, yeah. He said we had a good Cookie. crew. Yeah, we do. We have a very good crew here. Pilkington's a little suspect, but other than that, <laughs> I think we have a very good crew. No, we love Pilkington. Pilkington does a lot behind the scenes, so we. Uh, uh, he's he's we been he's been huge here recently. He does all the well, dirty the, work I don't want to do. So the ref, well, yeah, that's a lot of work. Uh, the ref is uh, is is, but no, I'm I'm very proud of you guys as a crew. And Joe, I'm glad you're here. Glad to be here. Rema- remains to be seen if you're going to bring anything to the table. No, I'm kidding. That's, they, we're <laughs> We're giving everybody a hard time today, but I, but I love these guys. So, All right, I tell you what, we have uh, adequately uh, wasted uh, the first quarter of the show. Ben, are we going to do ticket giveaway today? Are we going to try this? We can do that, yeah. All right, yeah, let's do caller three. Four tickets to ECU Tulsa, four tickets to ECU Memphis women's basketball, and a $25 gift card to Chica's, to Chico's Mexican restaurant in uptown Greenville, or downtown as we like to call it. Uh, 252-561-GAME, 252-561-4263. We will uh, do caller three as the winner when we come back. And if you are if you do call in and you win the tickets, I don't know, you might get an, awesome, uh, an autographed Joseph Sampson headshot. We'll see if we can negotiate that. All right, we'll be back right after this. Online or on the go, log on to our brand new website, 943thegame.com, to listen to The Patrick Johnson Show weekdays at 5. It might be crap, but we love it! Or tell your smart speaker to stream 943 The Game to take us anywhere you are at any time. Just follow me here. We're doing it for the gram. Check out pics from the PJ Show and more. Plus, pics from around Pirate Nation. 94.3 The Game, now on Instagram. Kyle in Greenville, the big winner of our uh, four-pack of uh, tickets to Pirate Hoops on Tuesday and the women's game on Wednesday. Women will play tomorrow at Wichita State as they'll try to continue uh, their good play. Plus, a Chico's Mexican restaurant uh, gift card. Kyle, welcome to the Patrick Johnson Show. Thanks for listening, and congratulations. How are you, buddy? Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, Patrick. Good evening. Uh, all right. So, Kyle, uh, especially since uh, we're uh, here on this uh, Friday. A lot of love in this room. And there is a lot of love in this Do room. And we are doing it live on a Friday. We are... Uh, uh, we really have nothing planned. Uh, so why don't you uh, take a moment here? The floor is yours. Any questions you have? Maybe you could ask Ben a question. He and Cookie are kind of men about town. So maybe you can ask them about their exploits, uh, you know, or any advice on anything. I don't know what, but maybe uh, if you got a question for me, maybe you have a question for Joe. You know, he played on the football team, so he might could answer something for you. So we're the floor is yours. 
Uh, or if you just want to make a statement, as long as we don't get sued or kicked off the air, you, you, you can say whatever you want. So uh, go right ahead. Well, well, I guess I'll just say that I listen to you every night. I'm a recent transplant to the area. So um, and from uh, where? sports radio, a sports yeah, radio from- fan. So um, from Morgantown, West Virginia. So Cody Caridi used to be my my voice oh. of, uh, of yeah. calmness while I'm in the car listening to sports and uh, you are Patrick now my replacement for him so I, ah. I enjoy listening to your show every day well that's uh, that's good that with him that with Tony that's great uh, company to be in so you know of Hoppy Karchival too or Hoppy Kerchival right Hoppy Kerchival is on every morning yes, yeah yeah yep. there you he, go so what what brought you from uh, what brought you from Morgantown how'd you wind up uh, down in Greenville if you don't mind me asking uh, chasing the job Okay. So, <laughs> All right. Here for work. Yeah, chasing that paper. Do you like it? You like it so far? Yes, we do. You guys okay. do January very well down here. The weather's amazing. <laughs> well, so, it, it, today's a perfect example. Yeah. It's uh, not been bad. Yesterday was. On... Go ahead. No, I'm just saying, seventy degrees on a on the middle of January is a, a good way to have the day. Yeah. No, yesterday was really good. It, it was. It's chillier than you think today. I like when you saw it was going to be. Like upper 50s or 60s. Oh, that's not too bad, but it's chilly out there today. All right, uh, Kyle, hey, uh, welcome to Greenville. Welcome to Pirate Nation. You're going to root for ECU, right? Absolutely. Okay, very good. Well, good. We got another one. All right, thank you, Kyle. Uh, and uh, the, the guys will get you hooked up with everything. We really appreciate it. Take care. Thank you, Patrick. Have a good evening. Yep. There he goes. Very polite. Well, good. I wonder if he likes you, uh, McAfee being a West Virginia guy. Oh, he has to. I don't know. We should have. <laughs> he's an acquired taste, huh, Patrick? <laughs> he's an acquired, not my cup of tea, but that's okay. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention when uh, we were uh, dealing with some Tourette's-like outbursts from Cookie last segment, um, and that is uh, our guy, uh, Cookie's going to be busy next week on the News and View show with uh, Tom Lamprecht and Benny Hardy. He's going to be in there working with them because our guy Clark – is going to be on in the mornings helping uh, produce Talk of the Town. Uh, Michael Busimi is having uh, a little surgical procedure. He's fine. Everything's good. It's just something he had to get done. So uh, we wish Michael the very best. We give Michael a hard time on the morning show. And he's such a trooper. He said he's going to be back by Thursday. I just don't think he will be. I don't, think, that, need I, to be. I don't think I don't that's think a good idea. Yeah, that's not good for him. I mean, we can handle it. Well, yeah, we, we can, can handle it. it. We'll be good. Yeah, I, I don't know about tom and benny show i think they're in a little bit of trouble next week but i mean everything else will be fine we'll be fine here we'll be fine in the mornings that was a slight at chris he didn't even pick up on it ben did you know oh, i picked up on it i tried to uh, let it slide but took a mental note okay yeah oh okay look at joe uh, chiming in here <laughs> all right uh it is a four mic show today this is exciting all right here we go uh one piece of news that uh, rolled in this afternoon uh and this follows some uh well it, it, Ben, what would you say about Jim Harbaugh this offseason? It's been um, it's been kind of a, hey, love me yeah, uh, type of thing. He wants to be shown love from Michigan, but uh, the real story is he just wanted to get the hell out of town and, and nobody obliged, right? He's trying to make his current girlfriend jealous pretty okay. much, yeah. But who is the guy, who was the NFL insider yesterday that we had on with the uh, the comment? Uh, Pelissero. Pelicero said he interviewed her. Did I hear that somewhere else? Was I dreaming that somewhere? I he see interviewed. That. Yeah, he's an NFL he Network interviewed guy. With, yeah, he interviewed with somebody. 
Uh, he, now, he called everybody. He called for every uh, vacant opening. That was. He might have even called for the Wakefield High School uh, opening, uh, which, uh, shout out, uh, that job uh, got filled by the old Rose offensive coordinator. But anyway, I digress. Um, Justin Allred. Um, the, he ends up staying at Michigan, and they make this big flowery bit of language, like there was some sort of... Uh, you know, breakthrough, and it just, I don't know, just the whole thing seemed odd. Now, this came as uh, Michigan, well, let's start with today's news. They have fired their co-offensive coordinator, Matt Weiss. Uh, and I sent this to a Michigan guy who, who's got some pretty good sources, and he just basically said something to the effect of, you know, why Weiss must have really screwed up. So I, I, I dived into that a little bit. And uh, basically, I guess he is under investigation by the university police, not the university, by its police force for, quote, a report of computer access crimes at the school's football facility. What the Ooh. hell does that mean? Oof. That doesn't sound good, yeah, does doesn't it? doesn't sound good at all. Computer access crimes? Yeah, well, I, I can't even <laughs> come up with a scenario <laughs> what where that, exactly that could mean. I, that, that's a lot of code and legalese language for something that does not sound good. Uh, it just came out this week that he was being looked into by police. So Michigan put him on ice on Tuesday, placing him on leave. And now new evidence has emerged publicly since the initial reports of Weiss being put on leave. No charges have been filed in the case. Weiss has acknowledged the ongoing investigation and says he is fully cooperating. Who? I mean, do you have any kind of idea what that could possibly mean? Like, I mean, I, I don't want to speculate because I don't want to, you know, impugn a guy. But I mean, if 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 you're a major college football program and you are fired for computer access crimes. I mean, think of all the hijinks that go on in a in a football in, in a major football program. And look, there's been some horrible things historically covered up, and they eventually have come to light. But those are the things we know about. I mean, there's there's all kinds of shadiness that is I'm sure is going. But so this is this is that seems odd. That seems really really uh, serious. Now this follows uh, the revelation yesterday. That resolution talks between Harbaugh and the NCAA have stalled because Harbaugh is refusing to admit, admit to what they're calling a level one violation. The NCAA alleges that Michigan lied or that Harbaugh lied about multiple level two violations in a notice of allegations. So basically, here's what we and this is we've been through this before with other things with the NCAA. They have no subpoena power. They have no ability to get Harbaugh on any kind of record. And so if Harbaugh is just stonewalling him, this thing either goes on in perpetuity or it just goes away. And that's what I think winds up happening. That's That would, that would, would mean because the NCAA is toothless. They have no way to enforce whatever it is they're trying to. Because if Harbaugh is refusing to sign or state that anything he did was untruthful as far as coming clean to an NCAA enforcement staff person or, or staff members, that is, there's nothing the NCAA can really do about it. And I mean, at this point where we're paying players 
I, I, I don't know. I just I, I'm having a hard time wrapping my mind around exactly why the uh, why the NCAA is uh, what they're getting at here, and and it's probably wise by Harbaugh just to to not say a word. That would seem to be what would be wise and and be the case. Um, see if there's anything else here as far as that goes. Of course, uh, Michigan and ECU open up the uh, 2023 football season. Ben, you ready for an update? Why don't we do that? We'll come back. We'll get into uh, Brian Mull's going to join us here. So I want to go ahead and get to that. And then we'll uh, get the picks from these guys from the divisional weekend coming up. So uh, Brian Mull to preview a lot of the uh, college football uh, or excuse me, college basketball action this weekend, including uh, State and Carolina. Uh, we'll have him on the other side. Right now, here is Ben Byram with a 94.3 The Game Sports Update. Thanks, Patrick. North Carolina set to host NC State tomorrow in an ACC showdown. The Tar Heels have won two in a row in four of their last five. The Wolfpack are riding a four-game win streak heading into Chapel Hill. Duke hosts 16th-ranked Miami at Cameron Indoor Stadium. The Blue Devils are coming off an eight-point loss to Clemson last weekend. Wake Forest hosts 10th-ranked Virginia and Winston-Salem. The Demon Deacons have won four straight. UNCW basketball got slammed last night in New York, losing at Hofstra 70-46. The Seahawks return to action tomorrow at Stony Brook. And the Panthers have been in violation of league rules related to their search for a new head coach, according to CBS Sports. Nicole Tepper, wife of team owner David Tepper, has not completed required the required inclusive hiring training that is necessary for her to take part in any interviews. The league has said that it would act swiftly to address the issue. The Panthers were slated to interview Sean Payton today, but decided to postpone any interviews for the vacancy in the wake of the Charlotte FC defender and Anton Walk's death. And according to Florida Fish and Wildlife officials, they say the boat Walks was on operating and another vessel collided on Wednesday afternoon. The 25-year-old Walks was rushed to a hospital, but doctors couldn't save his life. The investigation of what went wrong is underway. That's going to do it for your 94th of the game sports update. This 94th of the game sports update is brought to you by Team Boneyard, an NIL collective directly supporting part student-athletes. For more information on how to donate, go to teamboneyard.org. On the other side, we'll hear from college basketball insider Brian Mole with all the college basketball happening later on this weekend. NC State and UNC set to face off tomorrow. All that on the other side right here on the Patrick Johnson Show. We'd appreciate it if anyone hearing this broadcast would communicate with us. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of the ECU Pirates. We are very anxious to know how far the broadcast is reaching. 94.3 The Game. And 94.3thegame.com. Pirates, Panthers, the P-Man. Oh, my. More of the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game right now. It's Friday, and that means Brian Mould joins us during the college hoop season when he can and when we're on. And he, of course, writes for the uh, Blue Ribbon Yearbook. He's part of Joe Lenardi's team that uh, when you're starting to look at who's going to make a move in the NCAA tournament and you read those capsules, Brian Mould's written a lion's share of those. He's also doing some work with uh, collegeinsider.com. Uh, was a longtime beat writer for the uh, Seahawks of UNCW. Brian Mull 
writer at large, joins us here on the uh, on the program. He chooses his words carefully, right, or with care. Is that is that did I get that correct? Uh, hello, Brian. Happy Friday, buddy. Good afternoon, Patrick. Hope you're doing well. Happy Friday to you. As well. Yeah. Hey, uh, let's let's start with uh, a couple of news and notes, shall we? Before we get into the games this weekend. Sure. No big surprise that Gonzaga got beat. I, I don't think there might be on the surface because you see their number six and they lost at home. But they, uh, as you were telling me before we went on the air, and they've been playing with fire. And then you just look at the way this year has gone. There's no dominant team, even even in out in the West Coast Conference with the Zags. No, I think uh, we're seeing the fruits, if you will, of the uh, transfer portal and the extra year of eligibility. There are a lot of veteran teams around and a lot of teams that were going to be pretty good going into this season. And the coaches were able to fill some needs, whether that be a a shooter or a rebounder or point guard or whatever, uh, through the portal. And uh, what we have is some extremely uh, exciting, interesting, competitive balance. And we're seeing that even in a league like the West Coast Conference, which has been the domain of Gonzaga, really with St. Mary's being their only threat for the last decade, uh, that league now has, uh, you know, some insiders out there who I trust say there's four or five teams they feel like will have a legitimate shot to win that conference tournament. Of course, they have the double buys for the top four seeds, too. So it's uh, essential to uh, to lock in one of those top four seeds. But uh St. Mary's is a is a legit uh, Sweet 16 caliber program. Of course, BYU. Uh, former NC State coach Kirby Sintek doing a good job at Santa Clara. Mm-hmm. And uh, Loyola Marymount. What a huge win to snap a uh, what, 76 game yep. home streak there at home. Yeah, 76, 76 game home win streak for Gonzaga. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's phenomenal. Um, yeah, the Zags have not, uh, other than that uh, neutral court win. Uh, there in Birmingham over Alabama, uh, not not a lot on their resume that really uh, makes you feel like they are a legit national title. It was announced yesterday that Mike Bray is going to step down as they're putting it at the end of the season. Uh, so this doesn't sound like retirement. At least it's not being phrased to that. I mean, it's retirement, one would think. But they're now saying step down at the end of the season. So I, I don't know if you caught his postgame presser this week. But he looked a little exacerbated, did Bray? Yeah, he, he's been one of my favorites uh, for a very long time. I just have always liked his spirit, his energy, uh, the way that his teams played, certainly uh, in his prime there at Notre Dame, uh, some incredibly talented offensive teams who were afraid of no one. But you could just tell, even watching that team early this season in the non-conference, portion that the, the level of talent, the level of firepower that they've had wasn't there. And as they've gotten into the meat of their schedule, both in the non-conference and certainly now in the ACC, they've just not been able to uh, to produce and perform. And, and, and he just didn't seem to have the same, the same pep on the sidelines. I'm sure it's wearing on him. He does not, he's done such a phenomenal job there at Notre Dame, winning as coach in the history of the program. And taking them deep in the tournament many times and uh, certainly those back-to-back elite eights in, in 15 and 16 as the high watermark. And I, I'm sure no one is more disappointed in the, in the current state of affairs uh, with the fighting Irish as Mike is. And, and he wants, feels like, you know, it's time uh, for whatever reason uh, to, to, to let it, 
let someone else have a shot at it. Yeah. Well, they lost Tuesday, by the way, to Florida State. That's the game I'm referring to. Uh, that's the one where he was sort of uh, beside himself, it appeared, in the postgame afterwards, and there was a lot of frustration. Uh, the last six games, uh, all-conference, uh, one win, and that was overtime at home against Georgia Tech, who's not exactly uh, – the uh, the vintage rambling wreck of uh, Bobby Crimmins. So, uh, yeah, frustrating time, but a, a great coach and and one of the uh, just great quotable and fun personalities in coaching. So, uh, all the best to Mike Bray. What a career he's had. Hope he can. He's already dressed like he's retired most of the time. So, just go ahead and, and get into retirement, right? Yeah, I have no doubt that whatever Mike Bray chooses to do or not do, he will enjoy himself. He's going to be on TV. I, I got to think they'll put somewhere. He'll land somewhere on television, right? Has to. We we need that. We need his insight. I mean, he is a sharp basketball mind, obviously, but it's certainly his uh, his personality and his fun loving. Uh, you know, I just felt like he always treated it like a game and uh, not like a CIA operation. And, uh, <laughs> I, I, I've enjoyed watching his teams from afar. Yeah. I, certainly. Uh, all right. So I want to get into um, one quick thing here uh, before we, we talk about the slate this weekend. Uh, and again, ECU does not play this weekend, so uh, they'll return to the court Tuesday against Tulsa. Might get a quick primer on that one uh, for you before we say goodbye as time allows. But uh, right now, who would be on your one? Who's on the one line right now in Brian Mull's world? Alabama, Houston, UCLA. Okay. And Purdue. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think right there you're looking at uh, the best team in. No, um, no Kansas. Kansas is right there. I mean, they, they would be 1A. I think you could make a, you could make a case uh, for Kansas over UCLA. I, I mean, that's certainly a discussion that's worth having. Uh, but. Those four, in my opinion, have separated themselves. I think Tennessee's a, a solid two. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have offensive issues still from time to time, as good as their defense is. And um, I think there's a trust factor there based on their uh, flops in the recent tournaments. And uh, all you have to do is ask the people in Knoxville. I mean, this is Rick Barnes' eighth season, and in seven previous years, they have not been beyond. Uh, the second round, but one time mm-hmm. the Sweet 16. So uh, I think uh, yeah, a lot, a lot remains a lot remains to be sorted out over this last month. But I would be stunned if uh, at least three of those teams aren't sitting on the number one seed line when uh, Selection Sunday rolls around. Yeah, a lot of basketball uh, to be played. Obviously, uh, we'll see where it all comes out. Where it all comes out in the wash. All right, Brian Mole with us uh, here. Follow him on Twitter at BG Mole on Twitter covers uh, college basketball and the world of golf. Let's uh, let's uh, look at uh, tomorrow's Miami Duke game at noon from Cameron Indoor. First time the Blue Devils will be taking the floor since their uh, loss at Clemson, where they just absolutely were bogged down offensively down the stretch. Yeah, this is not a good offensive team. I mean, it's a recurring theme and something unexpected when you look back at what we have. Uh, seen in Durham in this one-and-done era, if you will, for the last decade. Sometimes some struggles on the defensive end of the court, but uh, Duke had a top-ten offense in nine or ten of the last 11 years. And uh, this year they are 41st in offensive efficiency. And while the defense has been solid, it has certainly shown some holes as well. 
um, especially not defending as well inside the paint as they were earlier in the year. So uh, this team has to figure out a way to use Derek Whitehead. I think they've uh, they've misused him. He he is a guy who I think should be slashing and attacking the basket and getting to the free throw line more consistently. And it seems like he's kind of just a three point shooter. Um, uh, the status of Jeremy Roach is obviously very important going forward. I do not think they're going to rush him back. Toe injuries are very sensitive, but uh, they're not. Uh, they've not really been whole at any point. If you're being honest and realistic about it, because Whitehead and Lively were out early, and now Roach has been out for a significant portion of the ACC schedule. But nobody's uh, feeling sorry for anybody at this point in the season either. You, you just kind of have to take what you have and, and figure out a way to make it work. So this is a must-win game for Duke. Uh, you know, they follow it up uh, with a quick turnaround going up to Blacksburg, a place that has not been kind to some much stronger Duke teams against a very hungry and well-coached uh, Virginia Tech team that will be certainly looking to, to pad their resume uh, in, in desperate need of a win on Monday night. So uh, this is a game that uh, I feel like could turn into two wins if they're able to beat the Hurricanes. And if not, it could certainly turn into back-to-back losses, which would be three in a row. Yeah. Tech, by the way, at uh, number 19 Clemson, still uh, top of the standings in the ACC tomorrow at 6 uh, at Little John Coliseum. Tomorrow at 2. Number 10, Virginia at Wake Forest. Wake uh, beating Clemson earlier in the week. Wake at home is awesome. They have won four in a row. Demon Deacons, where, where do you put them in the hierarchy of teams in the state right now? Not the, not the league, the state. I love what Steve Forbes is doing. Uh, they, are, uh, they are right there with NC State. Uh, I would probably put UNC slightly ahead. Both, and uh, I think Wake and State are, uh, are are right there behind them. Um, you know, Forbes has won six out of seven. The Deacons, the only loss at Chapel Hill, and uh, certainly have, have played some of the some of the bottom schools here of late. But uh, a very impressive performance. They they controlled that game against Clemson from uh, from start to finish, and have an opportunity tomorrow certainly to. Uh, to continue their, their climb up the standings there. So, uh, I mean, if you're a Deacons fan, you just have to be thrilled after years of sitting through the Danny Manning era. Here's, yeah, here's what, and others, here's what's impressive about Forbes to me. Nobody in the state, the big four, or even the ACC, maybe, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong on that last uh, nugget, but, you know, he's embraced the portal. And you told me a long time ago, Forbes, whatever level he's at, he's going to get players that can perform at a high level at that level he's coaching at, if that makes any sense. And There's no doubt. Yeah, he's able to do that through the portal because he's embraced it. He's a talent magnet. He always has been. I mean, you're talking about a guy who uh, had to kind of reboot his career and go uh, take a head coaching position at the junior college level. And then when he took the East Tennessee State job, he was able to build that program with a lot of junior college players and won 30 games in his last season, which was the 2020 season with no NCAA tournament. And I know I had a couple of uh, Wake alums who, who, you know, we were having a conversation with like Forbes was going to 
to get the job there. And they said, well, you know, he signed a lot of junior college players at East Tennessee State. And I said, well, that was what was available to him. Uh, he's going to now have a different level of player available to him at Wake Forest. And uh, certainly with this, with the portal, it's perfect for him. He is able to put a roster together year by year, which is something that he's very comfortable doing. And he's going to figure out a way to, to put a team on the court that can be competitive, um, plays an exciting style of basketball. I mean, the transfer from Delaware, Andrew Carr, who was a very nice player in Delaware, he's, he's transformed into a borderline all-ACC talent. Certainly Tyree Appleby had a, had a nice career at Florida, but has taken a big jump under Forbes, which tells me that, uh, you know, not only can he recruit, he understands how to put his players in the best position on the, on the court to be successful. And uh, they all, he, he uh, one thing I've noticed, and it happens a lot with these coaches who, who come from the mid-major level where it's difficult to uh, recruit size, you know, he has now in the ACC and has the luxury of being able to recruit some seven-footers, and he's going to have a couple. And uh, they're big. You know, they play two big guys in, in this era where a lot of folks go small, uh, and they're going to bang you around the, around the basket, and then they've got some guys who can knock down some threes. So uh, I think Forbes has, has just injected a, an amazing amount of energy and enthusiasm into that. And you can feel it just watching the game against Clemson the other night. Also, uh, at 2 tomorrow, game of the weekend could be UCLA and Arizona. Just throwing that out there. It's, uh, I think it's on ABC. So, you know, if you're, you're looking for something tomorrow, that could be a great game tomorrow. Great contrast in styles there. Uh, UCLA wants to grind it out, uh, play a you know possession game, hold you into the, the 60s, if not the 50s, and Arizona wants to try to score 90. Uh, the McHale Center there in Tucson, one of the best venues we have in college basketball, it will certainly be rocking, and uh, that should be a great game. You're exactly right. All right. Uh, the Wolves had a, a real struggle in Chapel Hill historically, so – uh, again, how do you? How would you see this going, Brian? Let's run through it here. How do you see this playing out? Well, I think you know UNC has certainly had its struggles, but uh, with a healthy Armando Bacot, uh, they're a different team. And uh, you know, while the, the the eight point win over Boston College on Tuesday wasn't overly impressive, I, I think that they have an advantage here on the interior. And if their guards can not turn the ball over, which they've done a you know pretty good job of doing most of the season, it's going to be very difficult for NC State. Uh, certainly, uh, Quavian Smith is the best pro prospect on the court tomorrow, and he's a guy capable of getting 25 or 30 points. But uh, I would imagine that uh, he, he will be very familiar with Leaky Black and, uh, and some of the other uh, – UNC perimeter defenders as the game goes on, but I, I think Carolina's uh, on the on the ascent. I think uh, they're they're healthy. They've developed some their rotation just a little bit in Baycott's absence, and I think that uh, you know with Pete Nance back in the fold as well, uh, this is a Carolina team that may be playing its best basketball at the right time of the year. Yeah, um, Smith had forty thirty four when they played Chapel Hill in that embarrassing loss last season. That really wasn't even as close as the final indicated. Um, and then uh, the, the Farmville native, I think he's led state the last five games in scoring, and, and it's about half their games has been the leading scorer. I bring this up to say it's a guards game, and I understand what you're saying about Baycott, but when you look at what Smith can do, Jarkel Joyner is doing, and then Love and Davis, I mean, it, it seems to me that is kind of a, a wash in the backcourt, maybe. What, what, is there an advantage one day or one way or the other? 
No, I mean, I, I would always tend to lean towards the home team just because they're a little more comfortable on their court. Uh, Love and Davis have uh, have played well at times. Um, they, they've been a little inconsistent, I think, from what you would expect from a couple of veteran guards who went to the national championship game. And, and the guy we haven't spoken about who, who could be the, the difference maker in this game is DJ Burns for NC State. Uh, Baycott is able to to push a lot of He's other not gonna, defenders. He will not push Burns around. <laughs> you know, that's the key to his game. Um, he, he certainly doesn't do it with verticality, but he just does it with strength and, and able to establish position, both the score and the offensive rebound. And DJ Burns is not someone who's going to be moved easily when he's engaged, and I would certainly think he would be. Uh, he, he's, as, he's as talented and skilled an offensive player. He's been a double figure six of the last seven games and has really come on and has started to take on a larger uh, share of minutes, which tells me his conditioning is in the right spot as well. So I think that's a big matchup. Certainly foul trouble is always a, a you know something to, to keep an eye on, and hopefully both those guys can stay on the court. Yeah, uh, Baycott had just two monster games against State last year. All right, uh, Brian Mull also covers golf. Uh, quick quick uh, word is before we go here on uh, what uh, – on uh, – what was announced this week for Live Golf, a broadcast over the air home in the CW, which, you know, maybe some people are saying the CW, you know, there's that rumored Cincinnati Bowl and the CW would be the television home for that. So I, I really believe CW is getting into the sports business. Um, so let's let's get your reaction to that to that television deal. This will also be a deal. It's kind of like the the US, the UCF, the UFC deal. Uh, with all of its partners in the past, in that they're kind of producing the 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 the, the program, the event, and and uh, you know the, in this case ESPN Plus is the distributor, kind of the same deal from what I understand. Live is going to have their production, which I mean, if you watched any of it last year online, their production's really good. Uh, you know, and, and CW, the CW is sort of the distributor in a sense, but it is a partnership. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, nobody really thinks of CW and uh, sports, but uh, like you said, it sounds like they're trying to dip their toe in the waters. And, uh, you know, the, the one aspect of it that I think um, is different is uh, certainly YouTube had the international access and appeal, and they are trying to be the, the, the international tour with uh, the events and uh, also just the, the, the field representation. So uh, I think you know, it's an interesting move, but it'll, it will, uh, I, I think, get, get them into the homes of some folks who weren't going to flip on YouTube to watch Live Golf, but at the same time, maybe they lose some of their international audience. Um, but I think it was a, it was necessary for Live to be sustainable going forward. They had to find uh, some type of television partner. Probably not. This probably wasn't their first choice, but uh, it, will be, uh, it will be interesting to see uh, if that tour can continue gain some momentum going forward and you know we just haven't heard much about it in the last couple of months and uh you know now that we're getting back into the golf season will will this be an asset remains to be seen hey brian thanks a lot we'll catch you next time around okay thanks patrick everybody have a great week you too follow him on twitter at bg mall okay uh ben you ready to do some picks here before we wrap things up let's do it all right, uh, we got Cookie. We got uh, Joe here with us, Joe Sampson, ECU football star. 
been B-Baby Byram. You're truly the great P-Man. All right, here we go. Jacksonville Jaguars at Kansas City. We're going straight up here. Uh, anywhere from an eight and a half to nine point favorite at home are the Chiefs. Uh, Joe, you're the newbie. Who you got? Oh, I got the Chiefs. I think that high-powered offense really complements just all the things that the Jaguars didn't do well defensively against the Chargers. And I think Mahomes and Andy Reid are going to dial some things up to really attack them vertically. How about the analysis there? All right, uh, Cookie, who you got? All right, I love Chiefs. I love my boy T. Law, but I got to go with the Chiefs. I hate to say it, I got to go with them though. He likes the hair, as do I. Uh, I'm going to go Chiefs here. I do think Jacksonville's defense is going to get just carved up. Ben, uh, I'm going the Jags. They got a lot of heart, Uh-oh. just because everybody else oh. picked the Chiefs. You're so. picking them because Zay Jones. <laughs> You're just picking them because of Zay Jones and Waffle House. We hey, know Zay Jones is balling. Yeah, Waffle House is Waffle great. House. Yeah, yeah, Waffle House yeah. is great. Yeah, that's I forgot all right about there. the uh, I forgot all about the Zay Jones. We we must not be good pirates. Okay, uh, Giants Eagles, Philly seven and a half point favorite. Uh, Jalen Hurts. What do they say? Eighty percent this week. Uh, Cookie, what you got? Uh, you know what? I'm loving Daniel Jones lately, and I'm rooting for an upset. I'm gonna go with the Giants. Okay, I go Giants as well. Uh, ben, Eagles. Come on, it's the Eagles. Giants okay. are lucky um, to be here. I don't know about that. And and lucky I, to be here. They do it. The birds do have other offensive weapons other than Hurts. Uh, all right, Joe, what you got? Ben, 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 you are doubting Danny Dimes and sexy Dexy in the middle. <laughs> I like the Giants, baby. <laughs> I got it. Listen to this guy. This, this is the next Sunny Sun Hole. There we go. This yeah, is great. I love it. I love it too. All right, uh, Bengals Bills. Bengals Bills. Uh, ben. Uh, you can't trust the Bills. They're always bound to screw it up in the playoffs. I got the Bengals. They're on a mission. Okay. We're picking straight up here. By the way, Bills a five-point favorite, maybe five and a half. Uh, I like uh, – I don't know. Cookie, what you got? Oh, I'm going with the Bengals. Joe Burrow, baby. Okay. Uh, Joe? Give me ECU alone. Big smooth. Deontay Smith and the Bengals. I like the upset. Okay. You all pick. Everybody picks Cincinnati, right? Yeah, I think consensus. So you're going pick. Bills, right? Yeah, just to be different, I'll go Bills. Oh, there you go. See how Bills. fun it is. Yeah. Well, that's one I think legitimately either team could win. Yeah, it's a toss up. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised the Niners are just a three and a half point favorite against uh, the Cowboys. I'm gonna go uh, Niners, Ben. I'm going Niners. I trust I trust uh, Brock Purdy over Dak Prescott. To be honest with you, mm, I don't know. Prescott played with a little purpose against a stinky Tampa Bay team. A stinky Tampa. No, no. We already gave away the Chiefs. No, we already did that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, Joe. I, I like the 49ers. I like Purdy. I think he's in a perfect situation right now for them to come out and just surprise the Cowboys, hit them early, and knock them out late. Hasn't uh, had to do a whole lot. Uh, if he doesn't have to do a whole lot, they're better off because they've got. You talk about a team with weapons. All right, Cookie. All right, I absolutely hate the Dallas Cowboys, but I'm gonna be the lone wolf here. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Cowboys. Okay, so Cookie, run through the picks here. Who did who? Uh, run through the picks in the games here because you're supposed to write them down. All right, for Jags and Chiefs, Patrick's got Chiefs. Joe's got Chiefs. Ben's got Jags as the lone wolf because I also got the Chiefs. Uh, ben is the lone wolf and the Giants-Eagles going with the Eagles. Everybody else got the Giants. For Bengals-Bills, you, Patrick, are the lone wolf with the Bills. And then for Cowboys-Niners, I'm going to take the lone wolf and go with the Cowboys. 
Okay. We'll see how it all shakes out on uh, Monday. It is National DJ Day. Often asked when I tell people if I'm on the uh, when I'm on the radio, are you a DJ? And my line is, I have talent. Were you Thank ever a you DJ? For I, I used to be a DJ, man. <laughs> I know. Don't I, throw I was shade at my DJ. DJs. Yeah, I, like I said, I have talent. I, I don't. Uh, I, I was not a DJ. Do it live. All right, it's the Do It Live edition of the Get You to the Weekend Show here today. Uh, big thanks to Brian Mole. Thanks to the one and only Ben B Baby Byram Cookie. Good luck next week. We'll uh, we'll see you. Thanks for hanging out today. Yep. Joe Sampson, good to see you, buddy. Hey, until the next time. Are you coming back? Uh, if you'll have me. Are you going to be there Monday when we do the baseball? Are you going? I think I think I'm going to be there. Yeah, I think that's going to be me right okay. there. Ben, we got a full house. Hey, we'll have Mississippi too. I think, right? I, that's uh, up to you guys. Uh, who knows? Yeah. What's <laughs> <laughs> <in> the pen? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> who knows? Nothing. <laughs> okay. Uh, great week. We'll uh, see you Monday in the morning on Talk of the Town. We'll uh, see you on the radio here. PJ Show with a full wrap-up of ECU Baseball Media Day, which is scheduled for Monday. And uh, we will uh, see you then. Have a great and safe weekend, everybody. Farmville, Washington, Greenville. Broadcasting to the Pirate Nation and beyond at 943thegame.com.